Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for another special afternoon edition. It is Monday the 4th of April and I'm joined by Alexa and amazing comedian Brody Snook. Hi! Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, how's it? You're in Melbourne now, right? I certainly am. And you've been doing the whole run. You're doing the whole month in Melbourne? Doing the whole month run. Looking forward to it. I opened last night Ooh. and, um, yeah, we're, we're off and racing. How did it go? It went. It went. <laughs> uh, most importantly, it went. <laughs> it was very opening nighty, if you get my drift, I believe. Um, but, uh, a lot of comics are in the same boat with a few teething problems and things like that. Aww. So it's it's like the start of any glorious festival. There's uh, a few hiccups and things like that, which um, only make it all the more fun, to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out all about it after this break. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Okay, so your new show is called Waylaid. What Correct. Is, what does that mean? <laughs> I actually have a, a joke in the opening of the show um, about what it means because uh, my agents wanted me to change the title of the show thinking that people were going to be going, what does this word mean? Um, so, yeah, waylaid, it, it means to be ambushed or unexpectedly accosted. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of us, if not all of us, have been waylaid in some mm. way, shape or form in the last two years. Yeah. Um, so it's about my own experience with that and, uh, you know, and and how it can possibly be a good thing. Mm. Is it just COVID waylaying or are there multiple ways that you've been waylaid? Uh, well, I suppose in my life, of course, there are. But I think, uh, you know, it's it's the ripple effect of, of the pandemic, you know, basically what, what went from the start of 2020, what was meant to be, you know, what it ended up looking like. And, mm. um, yeah, lots of hilarity along the way, of course. So you were you were in England at the time that COVID yeah. started. That yeah. sounds rough. Tell me about that. What was how'd <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I moved over to the UK uh, at the age of eighteen on a one way ticket to uh, live an exceptional life, which I did do. I spent eleven years there and and loved it. And uh, yeah, fled home in a in a panic at the start of twenty twenty and you know, uh, thought that maybe I would be hanging out in uh, my hometown in regional WA for a couple of weeks till it all blew mm. over <laughs> and uh, into my third year of being back in Australia. So, um, yeah, <laughs> waylaid for is sure. definitely the word. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find, are there any noticeable differences between the comedy scene in England than the comedy scene in Australia to you? Like, is there anything that's like sort of strikes you as different or is it just sort of more of the same, but it's more competitive over there? Um, do you mean audience wise or within the scene? Oh, whatever you like. Like, I mean, audience would be a great 
way to mm. answer it, but I'm happy to hear about the scene too. I love Goss. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so, you know, audience-wise, I feel like, well, specifically in London, you know, it's such a, a melting pot of every, you know, yeah. sort of amazing art form that you could possibly want any night of the week um, or certainly pre-pandemic. And uh, I feel like the comedy scene is, it's excellent. It's very concentrated. Um, so, you know, it is a real uh, sort of grapple to to get on good shows and start getting paid work and all that sort of stuff because, you know, even, you know, parts of the open mic scene, the quality is excellent, you know. Yeah. So um, it, it is Look, it's a really good place to earn your stripes because once you start getting uh, that paid work and those club spots and things like that, you you, you kind of know that you've earned it. Yeah. Um, Audience-wise, it's sort of, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, they're very spoilt for choice in a place like the UK where there's just, you know, amazing shows on every night of the week. Mm. So uh, you, you do have to prove yourself to those audiences because they, you know, they're so used to having you know, massive names drop into small clubs and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, once you get up there, there, there is a bit of a sense of, oh, I really need to to get you guys on side because, yeah. you know, your your palate is <laughs> very refined. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is exactly. If they're that spoiled for comedy, how do they how do they let you know if they're not on your side? Like, just sort of, you know, your classic cold, steely death stares. Oh, uh, you know, I think that they're pretty universal, to be honest. <laughs> if, uh, the folded arms, the body language, you know, that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. It I'm, seems a little more severe when it's English for some reason. <laughs> but it's a, it's a cold death stare, but with an accent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, exactly. It's funny. Straight down the nose. <laughs> I think that, like, the pandemic has kind of helped in that way because when everybody had to be masked, in indoor venues, yes. it was kind of nice because if somebody wasn't enjoying the show, you could kind of just pretend that they were smiling. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, how yeah, do I exactly. know? Um, you, might, you might just be cold. You know, yeah. your arms are crossed because yeah. you've got a breeze. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm always up for lying to myself, so that works. Yeah. For me. Are they are they wearing masks at your current shows in Melbourne? Um, they were and they weren't last night. So a bit of both. Um, I'm still, you know, a little confused on the the old rules as well because mm. I've been stuck in WA then I've been in Sydney uh, the oh, last wow. couple of weeks for work and now I'm in Melbourne sort of going can we have one blanket rule what is <laughs> what are we doing everyone oh, God. So, it is very confusing although WA that I mean like it was that where you first came back to when you first came back from the pandemic yeah so I uh, came back on one of the last repatriation flights from London to Perth in uh, April 2020 wow. and then did my two weeks of hotel quarantine in Perth and slowly slowly went insane yes and uh, I actually got to the point where I was tallying the days in red lipstick on the mirror in the bathroom just like very RuPaul's <laughs> drag race. yeah, yeah slash prisony yeah um, yeah I'll that too so yeah, and then I, I I got out of that, and then uh, went home to my small regional hometown in uh, WA, and started unpacking my things in my childhood bedroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, which I I definitely touch on heavily in the show. So if anyone's <laughs> ever had to do that, that's an experience that I uh, I cover. What's oh. the uh, what's the com- comedy scene like um, back at the parents' house? Do they, oh, do they laugh? You know, Are they- just disapproving stares, really. Oh, a little bit like London. More of the same. Oh, yeah, good. exactly. You should exactly. get them to put but on But these ones come with lectures, financial <laughs> lectures. Oh, God. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. You've obviously, like, I mean, obviously pre-pandemic, but you've toured heaps. Like, you've been around in a lot of different scenes, a lot of different places. Do you have, like, a crazy sort of comedy tour story? Like, I feel like all that time overseas, something wild must have happened. Yeah, lots of lots of little wild things happen. Um, you know, I – what can I say without incriminating myself as well? <laughs> You can just say every every everybody's name should just be redacted, and then it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just... Lots of Joe Blogs's have I spent time ah. with. Um, yeah, no, it, it's been awesome. I think probably my my favorite place to tour was Switzerland. Um, <gasps> wow, I, I loved that. Yeah, I loved that. It was because I'd never been to to Switzerland before, mm. and I think a lot of uh, Aussie comics, you know, we don't unless we we live abroad we don't we don't really get the chance to actually tour in in non-english speaking countries yeah. um so that was awesome and i toured norway as well which was also fantastic and uh just i just love being in different places i love being in new places you know this is the whole reason i moved to the uk yeah. uh, as soon as i turned 18 basically mm. so being close to Europe was was absolutely awesome and to get those opportunities was fab i miss it i can't wait to hopefully have more what are what are some of the challenges of performing in front of a non English speaking? Well, I mean, I assume they all understand, but yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, how do you? What's the, is there a noticeable difference for you? Yeah, sort of. Um, you know, you, you learn pretty fast after opening night what uh, references <laughs> fly over people's heads and uh, what's worth keeping in the set. So, just sort of small things, you know, maybe little colloquialisms or or kind of uh, you know. Product references were probably yeah, a big thing. Yeah. Not that I was doing a lot of product comedy, but uh, <laughs> you know, there was one or two, you know, things that you would you would reference in the set, and then kind of you know talk to the promoter afterwards and go, okay, what can I sub that out for? Because that died. Yeah. Um, just little things like that, but nothing nothing too detrimental. Fortunately, like a lot of the audience uh, was uh, built of you know expats, so they'd be Americans, oh, yeah. Canadians, you know that yeah. sort of stuff. They tend to come out to the English speaking comedy, so it was a real a real plethora of of an audience, which was great. Were there any like specific um, when you have to sub in like let's say a specific Swiss thing to um, to replace an an Australian thing? Are there any? Oh, why can't I say this sentence properly? Do you mean like what was? Is yeah, there what's, a what's funny, a, like, is there an product? example of like you know the Swiss version of Nikki Webster? Like you had to <laughs> you had to find. I mean, look, there probably was, but it clearly hasn't stayed with me beyond those shows. <laughs> it was very much a, let me write that on my hand. Yeah, for, you know, thirty-six hours and then leave the country. Oh God! Not only are you a touring live stand-up comedian, you've also been in a lot of writers' rooms. Mm. Um, and I find that quite interesting because, I mean, I've done a couple of writers' rooms and I find it a very different space to be writing comedy, like having to write sometimes for other people or sort of writing for screen versus writing for stage, quite a challenge. Like I find it really hard to switch into those two different sort of mindsets. But how did you find like the writing scene as well as the comedic, like the performance scene? Like do you prefer one or the other? Uh, look, I think, well, there's a, an old cliche. They say you're either a writer or a performer and um i if if that's true i would very much identify myself as as being a writer um i love i'm just a 
big old nerd. Like I love a project. <laughs> I love being given a brief. Yeah. I love mm. being give, you know, just being sent an email going, cool. So here's the monologue. Here's, yeah. you know, the sketch idea. Spend six hours writing, you know, it around this and get back to us. And I just, I go tunnel vision. I love that sort of stuff. So I think like there's also a bit of a, a detachment where you can lend yourself to those projects in such a way that you can't, do the same thing with your own solo material. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're crafting a, a show about your experiences, about your, you know, maybe your traumas or, you know, those sort mm-hmm. of things, you know, your little uh, idiosyncrasies that you're, um, you know, are within you. Whereas yeah. when someone goes, hey, we're doing a sketch about, you know, X, Y, Z, you, you get to just kind of go, okay, X, Y, Z project <laughs> and, and I'll write everything funny I can possibly think of. So, I mean, I love both because there's nothing quite like writing a solo show, um, yeah. both in good and bad ways. But uh, <laughs> I do, I love, I love writing for telly and I, I wrote a little bit for radio as well, like radio sketches. Um, wow. They, they're always a little harder because, you know, I started writing television sketches and, and writing for screen and yeah. then all of a sudden I've gone, oh, you can't see this. Yeah. I need to really lend myself to, you know, uh, the audio description or, you know, those sort of things here. So, um, yeah. you know, that was definitely a little more challenging. I really enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, screen is a lot easier because you go, oh, yeah, you guys will figure this out <laughs> in the production. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. You can establish a visual gag pretty quickly. But exactly. Yeah, radio so would be true. For anyone listening now, if you can't tell, um, Brody's actually been making amazing jokes. She's been like <laughs> juggling and she's, she's, <laughs> she's doing backflips this entire time. Um, another thing it that's lost in the podcast. It just didn't translate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a shame. But Look, did I just say I wasn't a performer? I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> i got to say, yeah, you're still juggling six knives. It's incredible. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Um, well, Brody, you're touring not only Melbourne for the whole month, but you're also doing Sydney Comedy Festival from the 28th of April to the 1st of May and Perth Comedy Festival from the 11th to the 15th of May. Uh, sure am. Are you excited for the Perth shows? I'm keen to oh. hear yes. the, home, the hometown show. Yeah. Oh, look, I always love performing in Perth, um, not least because, like, my godparents and all my old teachers come. Um, <laughs> but, uh I look I do I actually performed the show in a bit of a, a preview kind of warm-up sense for Perth Fringe in February oh, wow. um, and it's a really good place to build a show you know the audiences are pretty generous um, you know and look I do I suppose I have that kind of hometown advantage as well a little <laughs> bit so um, even though my technical hometown is four hours south of Perth yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's good, and I'm looking forward to taking it back in May in its polished form as well. After after having hit the road on the east coast, yeah. and uh, and then I actually get on a plane and, and go back to the UK for the first time. Oh, in two years. oh how exciting! Yeah, I can't wait. Oh my gosh! Oh well, best of luck with all of the touring and also getting on a plane and going overseas. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Overseas, imagine it. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming on the show, Brady. It's been thanks awesome for having, having me, gang. <laughs> But I'm in a serious relationship now, and by serious, I mean it's not fun anymore. (laughs) Some of you see yourselves in that one. It's a very grown-up relationship. We garden on the weekends, and there's a roster for whose turn it is to go on top. (laughs) I make the roster. I'm not on it. Going on top during sex 
is sneaky exercise. <laughs> it is cardio while trying not to fart on someone's scrotum. <laughs> a joke which always gets a beautifully knowing laugh from the straight women in the room. <laughs> I think we should start a support group. If you want to keep up with Brodie's stuff, you can find her at brodiesnook.co.uk. Our gear is from Rode Microphones. And what network are we a part of, Alexa? Acast. They had one job. Uh, the Acast Creator Network. Oh, yeah. Uh, catch you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.